Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker. It is Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and... We're going to say that he is not the former president. He is the forever president of the St. Louis Battlehawks. Kurt Hunsaker joins us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. And, of course, Kakao. Kaka. Always, forever Kaka, Kurt. <laughs> I want to start with this because, obviously, there are a lot of XFL Battlehawks fans that are tuned in. Do you think the XFL will be back? Yes. I don't know if it's going to be by that name, but <clears throat> I think given how the bankruptcy bidding process has been playing out. And I don't have a whole lot of insights that the general public hasn't seen or read about, but it definitely seems like there are uh, multiple bidders like in the twenties. And I think, and you were talking about reimagining and crowdsourcing and reinventing. I think this is actually, uh, could be very, likely that a developmental football league can get some pretty strong footing in the next 12 months. And some of the steps that the former holding company for the XFL has taken in securing and keeping those leases intact in some markets, including St. Louis, uh, definitely points to a belief that at some point, it may not be in 2021, I would argue it'll likely be in 2021, that Pro football will return to St. Louis. Would you return to the XFL if asked? If asked, I absolutely would consider it. Sure. Um, I mean, we did so much in such a short period of time, and we had so many big ideas. And Michelle knows a couple of these that we just tabled until 2021 when we had more time. And that's what we should be doing right now. And, you know, for the last three and a half months, uh, you know, I, I don't sit still well. I've been preparing myself just in the case that on August 7th or 8th, whenever the bids are finalized or the winning bid is finalized and someone gives me a call and they don't have to, but if they did, (laughs) I'm at least prepared to answer their questions. Well, Kurt, make sure your phone is charged that day because I'm sure it's it's going to be ringing off the hook. But if the XFL does get rebooted in some way, I would imagine that they would circle St. Louis and say, hey, this is a market that had unbelievable success in a short period of time with the XFL. We need to replicate what they did in St. Louis and other markets across the country. So do you think that if this this does get rebooted in some way that they're going to look to St. Louis's success and try to make that kind of the, the crown jewel or the model of the league moving forward? I would certainly hope so. I mean, the numbers back up, you know, that statement. Uh, You know, we were really, really successful, and we took a slightly different approach to engaging the community. We were were very, very grassroots-oriented. And some of the other markets, 
in real time, we're starting to do the same, uh, specifically like around the high school football season. But what's really interesting is when we suspended the season in March, uh, really amazingly talented uh, executives in the football operations side were, were building out the concept of playing in a bubble. And if that's going to progress in 2021 as a possible way to bring the XFL or whatever would be named back, then I think that those plans, a lot of those plans are already in place. Plus you have what the NWSL, MLS, NBA is doing in a pod environment. Plus you're going to have what Major League Baseball is doing. So you're going to have a lot of new intel that you can bake into it to maybe amplify some areas that is going to work really well, or maybe cut some areas that maybe on paper, it sounds good, but in execution, it's not. Kurt Hunsaker, the Battlehawks president with us on 101 ESPN. Kurt, I, and I, I will start with this. I don't know anything about the inner workings of my business or television, but I don't think that a league like the XFL necessarily needs New York and L.A. I know that they bring TV numbers, but they weren't bringing a ton of TV numbers. Could you be better off as a league if you have eight teams going to non-NFL cities like San Antonio or Oakland or San Diego and maybe foregoing the, the two biggest markets because there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest there? Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer this completely jaded because of my background in minor league baseball. I was, I was and... going to throw that in there. Yeah, and so I completely agree with you. I think the the model of what AAA is to Major League Baseball is something that we were the St. Louis was the outlier of the eight of the original eight of XFL 2.0, and <clears throat> Seattle drew very well. Houston was ramping up, Dallas is ramping up, but I think there is a lot to be said about your your. Uh, viewpoint on that. I, I think there are a lot of great markets, uh, Columbus uh, and Orlando, you know, big TV markets still, but ones that have a hunger for professional football, similar to what St. Louis has. San Diego makes a whole lot of sense. Oakland makes a whole lot of sense. And it, it'll be interesting to see whoever does purchase the XFL and, and the assets of what they want to go with. Do they take the big city approach, the big TV market approach, or do you go where you can truly grow the game. You can fill a void and a vacuum, which allows you to go out in the community as the steward of professional football and really engage fans in a new and creative way like we did. Kurt, we've lost a lot from a sports standpoint because of the pandemic. But one of the things that will always be on the Mount Rushmore for me is that game versus L.A. The Battle Hawks versus L.A., the return of, of L.A. if you want football here to St. Louis. Can you take us behind the scenes and let everybody know just how big that would have been if executed? I know the ticket sales were through the roof. There were tons of big plans mm-hmm. um, in place for that game. But what would we have kind of experienced if that would have happened? Well, when I interviewed for the job, I told Commissioner Luck we were going to open up the entire dome for the L.A. game. <laughs> and he, he asked, after I was hired, he goes, I can grant you one wish. What is it? I'm like, we have to play Los Angeles at home. And I think at that point, schedule was in, like, version in the 70s. <laughs> and uh, he looked over at the football operations team, and they're, like, shaking their head, like, no, I think St. Louis is going to L.A. And I looked at him like, no, L.A.'s got to come to St. Louis. And we – it has absolutely nothing to do with the former team for all the obvious reasons, but the storytelling 
And that's the biggest thing about sports is there's so much stories and fans I knew were going to connect with that story of LA coming to St. Louis. And while the Wildcats had absolutely nothing to do with uh, Mr. Kroenke, um, we knew that that was going to be a big game. And we were hoping that we could, like once the pandemic pandemic started to present itself, we're like, oh, I hope we can get to week six. Uh, and the fact that we couldn't, or, I'm sorry, week seven, and the fact that we couldn't, that is, you're right. I mean, it's a massive hole because we would have had, we had thirty six more than 36,000 tickets sold by the time the season ended on March 12th. And that game was still weeks away. So we were 55 and up. Uh, you know, I think conservatively we would have had 45. Very realistically, had we beaten Tampa Bay and we're four and two, you're looking at 55 and up for sure. Wow. Hey, Kurt, uh, one last thing from me. We had uh, Carolyn Kindle Betts on the show yesterday, and Michelle asked her uh, about the, the groundswell of support that you guys were able to build through uh, just grassroots organizing and, and getting things going. If somebody would from MLS for the Lou would call you, maybe they already have, and say, okay, Kurt, I want one piece of advice to make our franchise work, what would it be? Well, luckily, and you guys know how great St. Louis is, I got to uh, know Carolyn and, and Dennis Moore while the Battle Hawks were, were playing. And they were, I invited them to our first game just so they could experience it. And I'm like, I'm jealous because you guys are about to go do what we just did. And we can hopefully a lot of the things we learned, both right and wrong, I've passed on to, to Carolyn and Dennis. And I think what I'm most excited about, and it, and when people hear the 2023, I think everybody, the initial disappointment, what I'm most excited about is now there are 365 new opportunities for them to engage St. Louis daily. And I think that's massively, massively valuable. And once the identity comes out, then you have a public persona. When I I started July 1st of last year, Battlehawks weren't unveiled until the 22nd, the name. So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I mean, I can only, I, I kind of know what they were going through because we just did this this time last year. But once Battlehawks is announced, then it's zero to 60 instantly. You're out in the community starting on the day we unveiled until March 12th. We, we had at least one and at sometimes six community events every single day. And I think with 365 new days on their calendar until they start, being able to take advantage of that time. I mean, if, if you connect to, let's say even, even if you have modestly 50 people at an event, 50 times 365, oh, now your, your sphere of influence, all the brand ambassadors you're going to be up to that first game, uh, that, that's a very enviable position for them, and I'm very, very excited for them. <laughs> Well, Kurt, I, I know I speak on behalf of Michelle. You uh, laid the template for building a new franchise in St. Louis, and the fact that you're from here makes all the difference in the world. And we love what you did, and we hope that you get the chance to do it again. Well, I appreciate the time, Randy. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't sit still well. I'm not very good with this early re- forced early retirement. <laughs> uh, my, my Spanish is coming along nicely, but I am definitely looking forward to getting back after it. Either with the Battlehawks, the reincarnated Battlehawks, or somebody else, uh, I feel like this is this is a time for a lot of reinventing and reimagining things. And this has always been my sweet spot to 
you know, patiently waiting for, you know, my name to be called to come back in the game. That's the hard part for me right now. Somebody's going to get a valuable asset when they bring you back. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys. See you later. That is Kurt Hunsicker, president, forever president of the Battlehawks on 101 ESPN. (sighs) Man. What could have been, right? And hopefully what might be. I loved his answer. That if, they, if they called, he's he's ready to answer and, it. And he thinks they're coming back, and they'd be foolish to not call him, right? He's the first call that they should make. Yeah, without and, a and doubt. In the whole league, and that's not even me being a homer. If you look at what St. Louis was able to do in a very very short amount of time with the Battlehawks, you have to. There was a lot of people involved in the success of that team, but Kurt was the architect behind all of it. And I'll go a step further. With his background, with basically running minor league baseball, and with Oliver Luck being ticked and he's not coming back, might not be a bad commissioner for that league. No. I think he'd be an excellent commissioner for the league. And you know what, Randy? To have a commission with some St. Louis leanings, not a bad thing either. It's a really good thing. (laughs) Coming up, you're killing me, Smalls, on 101 ESPN.